There is nobody that loves you the way Jesus loves you. It, that's a really good personal worship song. And I highly recommend. Oh, yeah, excusing for K through fifth grade? 11 and under. Thank you. 11 and under? Everybody gone? Thank you. Sorry about that. I forgot. Amen. So I highly recommend that you utilize that song in your own personal worship. That is a really good song to remind you that nobody's going to love you and have grace for you and have excitement for you and zeal for you the way that Jesus is going to love you and have excitement for you and have zeal for you and grace. We all need grace. We all need a measure of grace. Amen. God is good. Um, so um, I'm back again. Yay. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, you guys. That's super nice. Thank you. Um, God is faithful, and, and I always it's always an honor to come here. And uh, God's just really been ministering to my heart on some things. So I want you guys to know that because I'm coming here, it's actually working out my next degree paper that I have to write. So... Um, so you guys are encouraging me. God's using me to facilitate a word for you guys, and then he's going to use it to facilitate other people as well. And so I'm excited for that. So know that you are the first fruits of this word. Amen? Amen. You guys are going to be the first fruits, and I'm excited about that. So I did bring some um, some books down. I brought them down before, and I just wanted to encourage you guys. You know what, honey? I think I put my God Promise book back there. Can you? Yep. I think my name is in it. Because I brought one because I'm going to use it today. And so last time I was here, I spoke about John, or excuse me, on Luke 4, the temptations. And that God had a three-point plan for your life, right? That you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, right? And that, um, is my name not in it? Darn. Hmm. Okay, but thank you. I appreciate it. And that, um, uh, you should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that only God shall you serve and him shall you worship. Only him. And then uh, that you do not tempt the Lord thy God. So God has dealt with me in breaking down each one of those points with you guys. So we're going to start with the first one that says that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And the books are down here as a tool for you guys. Um, it'll help you more get into the word of God. The Tongue of Creative Force is an amazing book. It talks about your confession, the things that you speak out, that were created in the image of God. And so as he spoke things out and created the heavens and the earth and the world and all that is in them, we can speak things out in our life, whether doubt and unbelief or faith and expectation. So the things that you are speaking into your life have a lot to do, or the things that you receive in your life have a lot to do with what you're saying. And out of the abundancy of your heart, your mouth will speak. So if you don't believe things for you, then you're going to speak out things that that you're not believing for. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't really believe God has it for you, then you aren't going to say that God has it for you. But when you start confessing that God has it for you, it's because you're believing in your heart, and out of your mouth comes a confession. It's the same thing with Romans. When you confess the Lord's God as your Savior of your life, you first believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and then you confess with your mouth, right? It's the same thing. I hope, I, did I say that right? Confess with, no, believe in your heart, then confess with your mouth. So you've got to get things in your heart. And to get things in your heart, you've got to hear the preaching of the word so that faith can come. So, you guys are here so that faith will come in the name of Jesus. 
All right, well, Lord, we lift up this time to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, have your way in this service. Um, I pray, Father God, I'm a yielded vessel to you. And uh, if you say go left, I'll go left. If you say go right, I'll go right. Um, it's your people, and I'm uh, just a messenger, Lord. Um, use me at your will, Father. And uh, may your people be edified, and may they grow up, and may they, um, and may faith come. We thank you for it, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So Luke 4, let's start with that one. I know I shared with you guys that God is for you. We talked about that a little bit before, and I always talk, God is for you. Even in our awful days, a lot of the songs was even saying, when, when he sees brokenness, I like that, by the way, when, he sees bro- when you see brokenness, he sees healing, or he sees mended. So we can look at our lives and we can see destruction in our lives, but God has a different word for the destruction that's in our lives. And in Luke 4, verse 4, But Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So how are you supposed to live? Every word of God. So you don't live just by your means. You don't just live by your job, by your school, by your friends, by your parents. But you are individually, each one of us, no matter what age you are at, you are to live by the word of God. And what it tells you. Man shall not live. You will not sustain a good life without living by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In John 10.10, it tells us that the thief comes not, but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life, but not just life. He wants us to have an abundant life, a life that is blessed beyond measure. This is the life God wants for you. And you have to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God in order to have that abundant life. But you've got to believe that you can have it as well. Galatians 3.14 talks about the covenant that Jesus Christ hung on the cross so that the blessings or the covenant of Abraham might come upon us, those who believe in Christ Jesus. So there was a blessing on Abraham between God and Jesus, excuse me, between Abraham and God, and then that covenant became between Jesus and God, So that when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that covenant now rests on us. So we have standing with God. We have a covenant relationship with God. OSL level 2. When you guys are ready, we'll teach about the covenant of God. OSL level 1 taught you about the love of God. OSL level 2 teaches you that you have a right to the blessings of God. Merely for the sake that you're in covenant relation with God. But if you don't know your covenant rights, if you don't know your benefits of the covenant, you won't know how to walk on them, walk in them, and then all those blessings are in the word of God. So you have to know the word of God in order to walk out the blessings, in order to walk out the abundant life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hebrews 11.6 Let's look at that one because I like that one. Hebrews 11.6. 
God is for you. I remember sharing that a lot last time I was here. God's for me. I know he's for me. Even in my mistakes, even in my errors. It, you know, I think people, I think we always deal with pride. I think pride is an issue that we constantly deal with. I don't think pride ever goes away. Um, which is good because it keeps you humble as long as you don't resist the correction of pride. Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Speaking of God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we believe that he is because when you believe in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So with the heart you believe, but when you confess something, it causes an action to happen. So with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The word salvation, the word saved means that you are saved. Meaning there's nothing lacking, nothing missing. God paid for everything that you need to have a healthy, happy life. He, he did it all on the cross. He play, paid for our blessings. He paid for prosperity. He took on poverty. Let me put it this way. When Jesus was on the cross, he took on death. He took on spiritual separation from God. Death. He took on uh, sickness and disease. And he was disfigured. If There's a deeper teaching on level one about the disfiguration of Jesus when he was on the cross. Because of all the sin that was placed on him and all the sickness and disease that was placed on him. Every disease, everything was placed on him. And there was a disfigurement. You couldn't even recognize him. They were probably thinking, and I just you know, thought of this off the top of my head, or maybe by the Holy Spirit, but you guys can decide that in your own hearts, that when Mary didn't even realize, when she was talking to him, she thought she was talking to the gardener the day after he raised, right? The day after. And she went into the garden three days later, right? She goes to the garden, and she's like, where have you laid him? Where have you laid my Lord? She didn't even recognize Jesus because he was so disfigured on the cross that she didn't think he could look that good again. You know what I mean? So she thought she was talking to the gardener. So she didn't even recognize Jesus Christ because he looked so different from the cross from the day of his resurrection. You guys have been resurrected in spirit. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? You look different on the inside. And now it's the confession of your faith that brings the transformation to manifest in your life. With the heart one believes into salvation, with the mouth, confession is made. With the heart, excuse me, I said that wrong. Confession, with the heart when man believes unto righteousness, excuse me, and with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. So, being saved means that you are made whole. You are made complete in Christ Jesus. So then, what's salvation? Salvation is a continued work of being saved. We don't just get saved and stay where you're at. You're supposed to get saved and go from glory to glory to glory. Your life should look better and better and better and better. Should progressively grow in the things of God. Now there's things that God will tell you to put away. He'll tell you to stop doing. Um, mine, of course, was drinking and smoking. 
and uh, I smoked cigarettes well after my salvation, but the Lord said if I wanted to increase um, in ministry, that the smoking would have to go, or he couldn't move me into ministry. And I said, okay. So that it took me a couple of years. It wasn't easy. That was the one thing I loved. You know, everything else fell off easy. The things I hated. I hated drinking. I hated the drugs. I hated those things. Um, and those, God just took away from me, um, just blessed me and removed those addictions from me. But the smoking, I loved it. I loved smoking cigarettes. Um, and so that was a really difficult thing for me to walk through. Loved smoking cigarettes. But the Lord said, set it down. And it was a process. It took me two, two or three years to quit smoking from the first time the Lord told me. So it's not just an easy, you know, it's a walk. It's a progression. Your salvation is a progression. So you get saved, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Salvation is a continued work. It's a process. And when we confess the word of God and we believe the things that he says of us, and they believe in our heart. We believe in our heart that God really says that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You believe it in your heart. When you really believe it, you'll start saying it out of your mouth. When you really believe it in your heart. Because I'm telling you, in me, there's no good thing. But I'm telling you, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because I know I am. Because the word has convinced me that I am. He's shown me grace upon grace upon grace. Mercy upon mercy in my life. And he has the same thing for you. What he, what, he's not a respecter of person. What he's done for one, he will do for everybody else. Makes no difference. Makes no difference. The blessings are the blessings of God, and they're for every person. So I love when you saw the, when you put up that song that I see mended. That was good. Because there are some things you need to know about yourself. There's some things that God says about you. And the only way to know that you have those things is to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. you got to live by it. You have to know it in order to live by it, right? You can't walk in something you don't know, right? So, let's see, where are we at? Like, um, some type of math. Like, give me a math. Trigonometry? Let's go with trigonometry. Because I think there's people here who know algebra. I have a feeling. <laughs> so let's go with trigonometry right we can't be expected I, I hand you something and I say okay work out that math problem it's in trigonometry and you're like uh, I don't know how to do it oh that's it I'm done with you because you don't know how to do trigonometry forget it it's the same concept with the word of God he hands you something and he says I believe in you you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus I'm not the righteous God, righteousness of God in Christ Jesus you are because my word says that you are and so study my word so the next time I come and tell you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus you can say I know I am <laughs> I am because I've studied the word and now I know it so you have to open the word you have to live by the word of God to know who you are you have to know it's your covenant right to be blessed it's your right to be blessed he paid for you to be blessed he wants you nothing but blessed the thief comes not but for to kill, still, and destroy. Jesus came so that you might have life and life more abundantly. So if Jesus went on the cross, he took on spiritual separation from God, death, 
He took on sickness and disease. He took on poverty and lack so that we don't have to bury these, carry these things in our lives. Why are we carrying these things in our lives? Because God's trying to teach you something? I don't think so. God doesn't teach you through sickness and disease. God teaches you through his word and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is who leads you and guides you into all truths. So he doesn't teach you something by hurting you. He took all that on. He wouldn't want you to carry it. Would you want your own children to carry some God-awful disease just because they don't have understanding? Absolutely not. Or even your animal. Would you want your animal, if you love animals, would you want your animal to be hurting and in pain because you're trying to teach it something? No. God's not like that either. God is full of grace and mercy. But if you don't know that, it's because you haven't been in the Word. You haven't been living by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So when he has, when you see sickness, God sees health and well-being. God sees you whole. He paid for your sickness already. So you've got to stand from a position that I am the healed and I'm, I'm already healed. I just have this attack of sickness that's not from God. But I have attack of a disease that I'm resisting because I'm the healed. And I'm resisting sickness. Does, does sickness come and try to attach itself to us? Of course. Because who's the author of destruction and death? Satan. He wants to throw things at you and he puts things on you. And if you don't know your right to your covenant, if you don't know the word of God... You will not live by it. You'll live by what you see around you. You'll live by the sickness. You'll live by the disease. Because you don't know that he paid a price. You haven't been convinced in your heart that he took stripes on his back, that you not bear sickness on your body in the name of Jesus. It's been paid for. But are you convinced? Are you convinced in your heart? Believing unto righteousness, the righteousness of health and healing and well-being. So much so that it confesses out of your mouth. Because that confession will transform you into the salvation, the continued work of healing. So you might not look healed right now. But believing in your heart that you are because you've been in the word. You know what it says. You, it says by Jesus stripes, I am healed. So now you're, it's in your heart. If you believe in your heart unto the righteousness of healing that Jesus paid for you, and now you confess with your mouth unto the work or the salvation of that healing manifesting in your life. Does that make sense? So, in those things, this book, God's Promises, this is like a I don't want to say a cheat sheet. When you're studying for a test, and let's say that you have the answer sheet that they gave you to study, right? Because they really want you to pass the test, okay? So they give you the answer sheet. This is like the answer sheet. Because God really wants you to pass the test. There's more in this. Please don't, don't negate reading of all of the scriptures. I'm not saying to negate reading all the scriptures. you got to come hear the word preached because that's how faith comes. 
you have to hear the preaching of the word because faith comes by hearing and so you got to hear the preaching in order for faith to come okay but in your own time your little cheat sheet of god's promises it talks to you about let's see let's look at healing actually i really like the love one okay let's go with you know you're not loved if you're not sure that you're loved by god because that's that's a good one love is always the best place to start page nine okay so you're not convinced that you're loved by god you just you just don't think that you are i mean you want to know that you are you want to say that you are i remember i didn't know that i was loved by god for years it took me a long time for the love of god to resonate in my heart it really did I don't think it's a relationship thing. Um, you don't automatically love an aunt that you've never met before. You just think that they're really neat. But you don't really have a love for them because you haven't really developed a sit-down relationship with that person. So it's all about relationship and sitting with God. So love. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The cross, he took your sins. Because he loves you. He didn't want you to have a life of destruction and death and awfulness and sickness and disease. But you got to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God in order to step out of the life of sickness and disease and death and destruction. John 3.16 For God so loved the world, meaning people, everybody in the world, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. Let me uh, preface that. Just because you're mad at somebody or you're angry at somebody does not mean that you do not love. And just because you might be bitter and angry at something right now does not mean that you don't have love. That's just the bitterness has gotten too big in your heart. But the love of God is still in there. If you know Jesus Christ, the love of God is in you. So don't worry about what you're walking through right now, but get the scriptures in you. So that you know how to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You cannot have the abundant life in Christ Jesus if you don't know what the abundant life offers you. You can't. You've got to know what it offers you. It offers you peace of mind. It offers you amended heart if it's been broken it offers you divine protection and safety like seriously divine protection and safety things I should have been killed like a couple times over and I'm telling you there were angels there that kept me one time I was hit black ice I don't know out here if any of you know ice but black ice is ice you know black ice amen black ice is on a road and you can't see it just looks like nothing on the road and you hit it, and you just start spinning. So my car starts spinning around, spinning around, spinning around. And I'm thinking, 
Okay, they always say don't hit your brakes when you're hit ice. Don't hit your brakes, right? So I'm thinking, okay, don't hit my brakes, don't hit my brakes. And then all of a sudden I see the cliff out my window as I'm spinning around. I'm like, okay, my next spin will be off the cliff. And I thought, it's my last chance. And so I hit my brakes and somehow I stopped like this close from the edge. I literally got out of my car to look at my tire thinking, oh my gosh, I should have I gone over. I There's no way. In that full-on spin I was in, I should, my car should not have stopped. The momentum was so strong. Just my brakes should not have stopped my car. I'm telling you there was an angel. There was divine protection. Because God, there's divine protection in Christ Jesus. There really is. But you've got to know what it is. And you don't have to... Um, I know as a teenager, I know it's hard. It's hard to believe things like this because the world is always just making you think that the instant gratification is the way to go. Like the money or the clothes or being the best at the sports or doing whatever it is, the world's always pulling for your attention so that you don't take time to find out what has been afforded to you in Christ Jesus. But let me exhort you to please take the time to find out what is in this book of life that you can have the abundant life so that you can live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God it, it, it's incredible it's, a, it's an incredible incredible relationship so again it goes back to once you hear it faith will come when you start reading it same thing with television or I mean you could raise a child and you could convince them that red is green and green is red, right? We could do that. We could raise our children and we could tell them that red is green and green is red. And then they'll go to school and so you're just going, uh, no, <laughs> that's not right. But it's exactly the same thing with the Word of God. Whatever you watch, you are being convinced by whatever you watch. Whatever you hear, you are being convinced by whatever you hear. So if you're constantly watching, like, CNN, constant negative news, you're going to constantly be thinking negative thoughts about the world and what's happening, right? So it's the same thing with the Word of God. If you get into the Word of God and you start putting the Word of God in your eyes and in your ears, it will develop faith in your heart. But we tend to spend more time in our television shows than we do in the life of God. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right. We can't make him second string to everything else in the world. He's got to be first place. So open your, it's okay. So open the word, read it and find out what your blessings are and your benefits are. Like I said, this is the cheat sheet to tell you what blessings belong to you. If it's written in the word of God, it's a promise of God and it belongs to you because it's part of your covenant right. Just because you're a believer and just because grace follows you. Do you have to know everything? No, you don't have to know everything. But are you accountable to start to know things? Yes, you are. You are accountable. So start growing up in the things of God. Live the abundant light. Believe in your heart unto the righteousness of God. And then start confessing with your mouth unto the salvation or the, the, the manifestation, the continued work of what that salvation looks like, what that scripture looks like what that word looks like. By Jesus stripes I am healed. Eh, I don't feel healed. Eh, by Jesus stripes I am healed. Eh, I don't look healed. By Jesus stripes I am healed. 
And then I believe, you know what? God did pay a big price. Man, God paid that price. So now my heart believes into righteousness. And then I start thinking, man, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. I'm not dealing with this sickness. By Jesus' stripes, I have been healed. I've been redeemed. It's part of my covenant right. So then I start walking out into that salvation of that part of the promises, of that part of my covenant. And so I'm learning. There's still so much. But I'm learning how to walk out of every word that proceeds. I'm starting to learn to live out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You got to. You got to. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. So I brought some scriptures. And you know what, Adam, I do want to play that song um, because it's such a good song. And um, you can go ahead and start it even while I'm talking. And there's a song, and I, I want you guys to stand up, and I want you to, to read these words and to say these words that are coming out on this song. And the books are back there for sale. They'll all help you. They'll all build you up. They will all edify you and bring strength of righteousness in your heart and help you to confess them out of your mouth. And this is the things that God says about you. Such a good song. We'll do it at least once and then we'll see where the Holy Spirit takes us from there. Or not. The world will constantly, constantly tell you that if you don't make enough goals in soccer, that you're not good enough. The world will constantly tell you that if you don't dress a certain way, that you don't belong in a certain group. The world will constantly tell you if you don't make the certain grades, then you don't belong in this type of college. Or if you don't make a certain amount of money, then you can't do this or you can't do that. And you can't keep listening to the world. You can't keep listening to the kids in high school who'll tell you that you're nothing, that you'll never measure up. Because God says that you measure up. God says when you think you don't belong, you belong to Him. He will never reject you. He will never leave you. He will always be there for you. He knows the deepest secrets in your heart, like the deepest. The deepest He knows them. He's not scared of them. He knows them. He wants all of you. So I want you to know that God is for you. God is for you. But you've got to live by every word that comes from his mouth. Or you won't see the abundant life that he's afforded to you. Amen? I want to rejoice because I feel like I left a heavy message. <laughs> it feels heavy in here. And so, do you have something you want to rejoice or anything, love? Chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. First Peter two nine. Yeah. And on the back it says, You are special. The Lord God Almighty has chosen you. He has chosen you to be an heir with Jesus and to share his in his glory for eternity. It doesn't get more special than that. Yeah. Amen. 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 And the glory is now. It's not, it, you don't have to wait till you get to heaven. It's now. Because if we look like a bunch of 
no good nothings, the world's going to be like, so what good is your God? I mean, I can do that too. I think I preached a message once a long time ago about the miraculous working of God. I think I need to end soon. But the world can go to the doctor and they can pay for things. The world can get a car. The world can buy a house. The world, the world can go do all these things. The people who live in the world who aren't choosing to live after God, they can do those things. They can get an education. They can go get a great paying job. They can do those things. But what the world can't do, they can't pay for a leg to grow out if somebody's missing a leg. I want to start walking in the miraculous of God. We got to start looking like the kingdom. We got to start acting like the kingdom. We got to start walking like the kingdom and start talking like the kingdom. Amen? Amen. You are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. You are loved by God. He is for you. He is not against you. And man, that's something to rejoice about. And he says to rejoice in our trials and our <laughs> temptations. We just got to give him everything. I think that one song said, nevertheless, I'll praise you. Regardless of this, regardless of that, I still praise you. Let him be your end. Let him be your hope. Let him be your joy in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 Any other rejoicing? I want you guys to be lifted. Lifted. Anybody have the prayers report? Go for it, Adam. Do you have a, a, a rejoicing song?